Welcome into another episode of Inside Arcs. We are excited for the weekend coming up. Week two of A Squared and Ignition Action. SNS is going strong, and TNT just finished up their Daytona week. Joining us today on Inside Arcs is Briley Wright and Tommy Reynolds. Briley, how you doing, bud? Did we lose Briley in, in the melee? I'm feeling pretty good after that uh, Daytona win. There he is. Tommy, how you doing? I'm still here. I got you. I'm doing fine. How about yourself? Okay, so we're dealing with just a little bit of voice delay coming from my end. Um, that's that's going to be on me, but uh, we're going to continue on, so bear with us with a little bit of delay. We're going to jump straight into TNT at Daytona. Briley Wright takes home the big win uh, for himself. First TNT win ever in his iRacing career and with arcs on both the Xbox days and the iRacing days. Briley, uh, what did you think about your win and the last lap chaos that ensued? Yeah, I set myself up for that win about, I don't know, probably about eight laps before uh, before we got there to the to the end of the race, I guess. Uh, maybe ten laps to go. Shot the gap through the middle and made my way to the front on the bottom side. And I knew that that was probably my only chance to really get to the front, so I just had to go for it and took it. And I uh, ended up paying off there at the end. Um, I didn't have no teammates behind me, and I was like, well, I'm just going to hang out on the bottom side here and see what happens. And lo and behold, I look in my mirror on the last lap, and the whole field was was wrecking behind me. So uh, just kept my foot in it and uh, crossed, the, crossed the finish line in uh, first place. Yeah, when you went through each of those, you know, through the race, you know, it's a straight-through race, cautions are the only thing that slow you down. What kind of was your your strategy? Was it kind of hang out, or you know, or just race it and see where you end up? Uh, you cut out just a little bit there, Ken. I couldn't hear what you said at the end. Um, just what strategy did you use? You know, throughout the race, was it the same strategy, or did it kind of change as the race went on? I didn't change too much. Honestly, at those races, I've tried it in the, hanging out in the back and tried it, tried hanging out, you know, a little bit. And honestly, man, what works for me is to get to the front and stay at the front. And that's what I try to do is is work my way to the front, um, which is kind of what was paying off for me for a little while. But it, every time I'd get to the front, it seemed like something would happen whenever I would get hooked up with a teammate. We'd have a caution, and it would get a split up, which um, ironically – at the end of it, I didn't have no teammates, and, and uh, but I, I still was able to manage to get myself to the front and uh, get myself a W there. But a little bit of it, honestly, I mean, it's just the way that those restricted plate races go is got to have some luck on your side and and uh, and uh, quite a bit of skill. And the skill got me to the front, and then uh, the luck is what ended up uh, letting me win that race, I guess. Yeah, awesome way to get through, and I was watching through – race controls eyes and watching you make your moves up and through was amazing 
Uh, Briley Wright takes home the win, his first in TNT. Jason Alexander finishes second. Elridge George out of the Bahamas grabs third. Joshua Garrison fourth. And Patrick Allen Jr., nicknamed Quiet, grabs a fifth-place finish at Daytona for TNT. Uh, as we move along in the TNT uh, realms, uh, we're looking at going into Daytona. Aiden Norman had the points lead with his two wins, and we will update those next week uh, when we come back to review our A-squared action from Auto Club. Uh, but we're going to jump now over to our Monday night series and Arcs Extreme. They were, well, it was, it was the same story at a different track uh, is best way to say this. Uh, they were out at Lanier and Austin Purnell went and dominated again. No cautions, 100 laps. This time Purnell led only 74 of these laps. Uh, Brennan Forsyth ended up with 26 of them uh, and you going through and, and, and watching the Arcs Extreme, you know, car count was at 12, and it kind of fluctuates from about that 12 to 16 mark, which is great for our Monday night series. And, and Tommy, I'm going to bring you in here. When you're looking at this super late model and the what, what Austin Purnell is doing in, in that super late model, are you surprised by it? Or is this something where it's like, well, you know, that guy can drive, and we're going to see it in A squared as well? No, I mean, I'm not surprised at all. He's when it comes to short tracks, uh, he's he's insane at them. I mean, he's one of those guys where he will be consistently in the top 10 if you just let him cruise like just straight through the field. Um, even with these short track type cars, he's just clear of almost everybody. It's it's ridiculous. He can just show up and show up the whole field basically. Yeah, he has put on a show. He didn't win this one as big a margin as the other one. Uh, as last week, he won by about seven seconds over Brendan Forsyth in second. Seth Watson grabbed third. Dustin Painter fourth. And Blaze Richardson finished out the top five one lap down. Do uh, Briley, bringing you in on this, um, do you see Purnell's dominance continuing? Or do you think there's someone out there that, that's going to give him a run for his money and keep them from uh, the perfect streak that's going on so far. Uh, yeah, honestly, Dustin Painter is one of the guys to look at in those super late models. We ran some stuff over there at uh, grassroots racing and, um, and we done a little league there and I was actually leading the championship for that. And then uh, Dustin ended up winning that championship, getting it uh, on the last race there. And I think he ended up winning about four races to my three. Uh, and he is getting good in those things. He's getting fast. So if he can, um, if he can just start getting the, getting the hang of things uh, again, I, I think he will be there uh, to fight Austin for the you know the points lead in the championship, all that good stuff with those uh, late model cars. Yeah, and Austin's got himself off to a fast start, but he has not run away with the championship yet. Only two races in. He's got both the wins, but he only has a 12-point lead up over Brendan Forsyth, 17 over Seth Wansing, and 19 over James Kerr. Dustin Painter, who was just minute, mentioned, 20 points back. And so it is still a close anyone's ball game as we head through this, ten, uh, through this schedule here in the spring on our asphalt side. But Austin Purnell has come out full force looking to... 
dominate that division on Monday nights. And if you're really interested in racing in that short track or watching that short track program, Monday nights, ARCS Racing Networks with Ryan Pinnell, um, streaming those. And if you're wanting to race on the track list, go to racearcs.com right there at the bottom of the screen, racearcs.com, submit an application, and we can get you locked in uh, to the extreme roster. And that is a... You come out, you want to race, you're, you're welcomed into it, unlike where TNT and our uh, A-squared are, you know, have to be approved or drafted into those. Anyone is and everyone is welcome to come race on Mondays, Tuesdays, and our ignition program on Friday, which we'll get to here in a second. So ARCS Extreme going strong. They head back out on the track Monday and Tuesday night. Uh, now we have Tommy Reynolds with us on the podcast. He is our head of the ARCS Endurance Program, and it was a great start to the year uh, back in January when he formulated two teams, more than two teams, but two teams that brought home first place finishes at Daytona 24. Tommy, when you, when you look back on the Daytona 24 hours, you know wh- what do you take away from from everything that went into that i mean i i didn't do it alone i i i have to thank tom sears uh helping me out with that but it's everything that went into it it's i i think we started at the end of november of 2022 that's how much prep we had put into it because we we had come so close for almost what two three years and just to not win it is horrible so i mean we had three teams, and it, it it turned out great for two of them. But I mean, the 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 GT team just had some horrible luck throughout the entire race. Um, the LP2 team did fantastic as well. Um, uh, the team I raced on, we did fantastic with a couple of bumps. But I mean, that happens in endurance racing. But I mean, it was just a such a long prep, and it paid off just in such a huge way. Now, how many teams did you did ARCs enter into the Daytona 24? Uh, three this year. Three this year. Two of the three came home with wins. Where did our third team finish, or or was that a, a D, uh, did not finish? I'm not sure. Uh, Briley was on the the third uh, third team. Uh, uh, where'd you guys finish? Me and Toby ended up sticking with it, and I think we ended up finishing twelfth in that race. Very good. Very so, good. So yeah. Yeah, ARCS is all is it's the endurance program is new and growing, but it is at a very high level of competition, and there is no quit in that in that group. And and with that, you know, we've got another event coming up here in about a month, uh, late March, the 24th, 25th, and it is the 12 hours of Sebring. Tommy, can you give us any any um, preview or insight into how that prep is going? Uh, it's it's a lot slower this time around as it as it's not such a, a long and big event, but uh, at the moment it looks like we're gonna have two maybe three teams again. Uh, we have one team that's completed, but we aren't sure where if everybody's gonna be home at the same time. So we just gotta find a couple backup guys in case it's not. Um, the second team uh, is not fully complete with the roster of drivers yet, but uh, we have. Setups ready for both uh, for the BMW and the GT car. Um, and we have a setup ready for the LMP2 if anybody does decide to run it. But we only have uh, a team for the BMW and the GT car right now. 
Oh, there you go, folks. If you're listening to this, Tommy Reynolds in the ARCS Endurance Program is looking for drivers that would like to compete at Sebring for the 12-hour race event. Like he said, we're entering cars in all the divisions. So if you're like, man, I really want to run LMP2, hit up Tommy Reynolds and those boys over at ARCS Endurance. They want to keep bringing home trophies and multiple trophies per event. And so they're doing an amazing job over there on our endurance program. And we can't wait to see what this next month brings as we lead up to the 12 hours of Sebring. And we'll continue to bring you updates as we get closer. And if you're wanting to run, there's no time like the present. Reach out, get those setups, get on a roster with the endurance program. And let's see where we can go with that. Tommy, thank you for putting putting the endurance program and, and heading that up and making it so successful so early on here in the 2023 season. Yeah, again, I couldn't do it without Tom Sears, though. He uh, he puts equal amount of effort into it, and uh, yeah. There you go, folks. Arcs Endurance coming up late March 24th, 25th for the iRacing event. Get on one of those rosters now. Get to practicing. Going to be an absolutely great showing for the endurance program. We're going to move into our previews moving through the weekend, and we're going to start with our ignition preview as they head out west, all three series, um, Ignition, TNT, or not TNT, sorry, SNS and A Squared are headed out to the west coast, two at Auto Club and one at Sonoma. But we're going to start with Ignition as they head out to Auto Club. Big two-mile track. Last time we're going to be on this configuration for any of our main series that follow the weekly NASCAR schedule. Um Briley, as, as we're headed into ignition, are, are you are you scheduled to run this race, or is this a sit-back-and-watch race uh, for you as an A-squared um, drafted driver? I will actually be in the broadcast booth with Ryan for that race. Oh, I'm seeing that right here. Briley and Tom Sears yeah. join Ryan Pinnell in the broadcast booth. So what, what are you kind of looking forward to as well as what are you looking for on the track uh, with this ignition group? Uh, honestly, it's going to be pretty interesting to watch because I've done some practice laps with those cars, and after about 20 or so laps, whenever the tires start to fall off, they get a little bit loose. So it's just going to be, let's just see how these guys, you know, manage their tires and how uh, patient they can stay uh, going through the middle of the race, the, the beginning of the race and the middle of the race and trying to make it to the end. And let's just see if those guys can keep from running over top of each other, I guess. Um, but it, it should be a really fun race to watch. Um, I know in the cup cars, it's kind of almost uh, the exact same thing. Uh, it gets pretty loose um, pretty quickly. But, um, yeah, it should be an interesting race, especially I'm honestly sitting up in the broadcast booth and watching it. I'm kind of hoping that we have a late race caution and they uh, get some fresh tires and we get to see a battle <laughs> to the end. Definitely. Well, right as of right now, it looks like our ignition drivers will be joined by the following A Square drivers. Jeremy Brault will come down and, and do one of his two um, ignition races, as well as Steven Oberstadt. Uh, Tommy, would would it be safe to say that Jeremy is the headlong favorite going into ignition this week? Uh, well, I can't say that. I, I haven't put my name down yet, but I'm hoping I'll be able to run. I got a tight window uh, for my job to the race start, so I'm hoping I can make it. So I'd like to say I'm the favorite, but you can never count either of them out. Jeremy's such a 
fast driver, you you can't count him out of any series in any car. Yeah, Jeremy, you know, puts on quite a performance in most series that he runs, and no matter whether it's for arcs or out on his own. Uh, as we get rocking and rolling, Auto Club Speedway, so like we said, it's the last time this two-mile configuration will be run in official uh, senses, both in real world and in the sim, rule, sim world. And Ignition leads us off Friday night, Arcs Racing ne- Networks with Ryan Pinnell hosting with the guests of Briley Wright and Tom Sears in the booth. So look out for that on Friday night. And if you're interested, like I said before, racearcs.com, throw in an application. We'll get you into Ignition. It is open to everyone that wants to compete with uh, the ARCS team every Friday night. We're going to keep moving along, and we're going to go up to the winding road course in the Sonoma Wine Country. SNS in their trucks take on Sonoma coming up, and we had Suzuka last week with uh, the TNT group, and now SNS heads to their own style of road course in Sonoma. Briley, when we look at Sonoma, you know, it's it's a classic track for, for NASCAR to go to, but not so much that the trucks are, are out there too often. Um, what are we thinking when we head out to, you know, the winding wine country of Sonoma with the trucks? Uh, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, normally, at the beginning of my racing career, I was in a looking forward to the road course races too much but doing the 24-hour race at daytona and working my way through you know these road course races and getting better at it i'm, I'm actually looking forward to it it's going to be a, a good time and just staying out of all the early you know wrecks and cautions and all that good stuff and it's honestly just finding a good pace and, and keeping with it and um you know i know aiden's going to be in there uh running with us or running for us for uh bandit racing over there so uh, he will be uh, somebody to watch for in that race. Um, yeah, I just think it'll be. Uh, I think it should uh, turn out pretty good. Um, the The field's going to be, um, I think, pretty competitive, especially up in the top five. Uh, we got a lot of good road course racers here, so hopefully the broadcast is going to be fun to watch. Yeah, it should be a, a ton of fun. It'll be straight, or sorry, there'll be one stage break, which so Aiden can't just run away with this one like he did uh, last week at Suzuka. But would you say that he's probably your your top favorite if you were put a betting sheet together? I think that's that's probably a safe bet, Aiden on top, and then you kind of everyone else kind of buffers in between. Oh yeah, Aiden for sure, and then uh, you know you got to can't count out uh, Jeremy Briault. Uh, he'll be up there for sure. Um, uh, Tommy for Tommy Reynolds, he'll definitely be up there for sure. Uh, he's definitely he's really good at these road courses, so uh, he'll be up there. And then uh, Toby Estes, he's really good at these road course races. Uh, I'd hate to say like that he's a guy that could sneak up there, but he's going to be a guy that might surprise you guys. Um, he's really fast at the road courses too, so. Yeah, gonna be gonna be a test of survival once we get past that first stage i think it's going to come down to there might be one big moment on that next restart where it really solidifies who is who's taking that one home or someone could be having to be playing catch up through the back half of that race sns saturday night showdown kicks not kicks off but continues on in sonoma as we head out west you can see that on rick james tv 
uh, one of our great broadcasters hosting that one. ARCs uh, spreads out everywhere, and we continue to have great performance throughout. SNS is one of our staples in the trucks, and they're going left and right this week. And that leads us here to our final series, our top level of ARCs racing, and that is A-squared. We had the draft weeks back. We're through the Daytona chaos that we went over this past week. And now we are on to Auto Club Speedway for a 100-lap event. Like we said before, last time we'll be on this configuration. And we've got two of our A-squared drivers here with us. And we're looking through everything that's gone on. And, and Tommy, I'll come to you first um, as we get rocking and rolling. As I'm looking for our teams, there they are. And what what are you expecting when we we get into this auto club event? You know, you know, first time where we're gonna space these cars out, not pack racing style. A lot more skill involved, a lot more tire management involved, a lot more strategy involved. You know, give us a give us a little uh, peek into what Bandit Racing is is thinking about. Well, it, it, of course, strategy is a lot different than. Uh... Daytona, so you can't just stay grouped up together the whole time. But uh, uh, just, I mean, it's the key is just staying clean the first two stages. I mean, if you can just survive and keep it clean to those last to that last stage, it's a pit stop and then you're home, hopefully. Um, but you, there's always cautions in between. But uh, last time out, we had we were pretty unlucky losing Toby at the start of the race due to some connection issues so hopefully everybody can stay in this time yeah and and briley your team had a little bit of shakiness i guess through daytona but we're done with that you know with, with bandit racing and now as y'all going forward and, and toby clearing up his stuff you know what are you expecting from yourself and your team uh through the auto club event uh, all I know is the plan is whenever we have our the, the good thing is we have a very long practice session with a squared we have like two hours of practice so if ever if every one of us can get into a little group together we can get Reynolds in there with us and go over you know different lines to run and all that kind of stuff and figuring out you know where's the best place to run on the track after so many laps after tire wear and all that good stuff uh, I think we can come up with a good strategy. Another thing that's uh, really – one thing to focus on with these A-squared races is uh, can you save fuel with the way that the stages work because the stages are so close to where the fuel run actually is. Like sometimes it's very close on fuel, so would it be worth it to try to maybe lay back and save a little bit of fuel and all that good stuff? So got a lot of stuff to go over with. I know me and Toby has made quite a bit of laps together and – figured out some lines on the track and I'm sure Reynolds has too. And it's just got to come together on Sunday and we'll all work together. And I'm sure, I mean, we got a good group of guys uh, uh, over here with uh bandit racing. So as long as I can just keep learning off of Reynolds and Toby and all that stuff. And I think we'll, uh, we'll be pretty good uh, for auto club. I think uh, for me, top five would be amazing. And I think that uh, Tommy and Toby, have the speed to definitely be going for a win at Auto Club. Yeah, going to be a great event as we get rocking and rolling. And we're going to give you a little 
backdrop on points, what what came out of Daytona. So came, coming out of Daytona, uh, Joshua Garrett, or sorry, Joshua Gaiman leads the points. He uh, has a four-point lead over Jeremy Brault. What happened in Jeremy won Daytona, but uh, an update, there were some penalties that were assessed after the race due to uh, racecom uh, issues and things like that. So 10-point penalties were handed out to Jeremy Brault, uh, Oberstat, and Ryan Pinnell, uh, all for racecom uh, issues. So as you, you look at the points and, and hear the points, you're like, wait, I thought Jeremy won that. It's like he won but was given a 10-point penalty for uh, his his issues on track. He still holds the second-place uh, points position at four four points behind. Then you have Jack Mulkey and Donald Ray and John Smeal round out your top five, and they are all tied uh, at five points back of the leader. Um, so, you know, First race in, you can make up a lot of ground um, through the points. You know, one race isn't going to kill your season. But what has happened is it has affected the teams. And teams are a conglomerate of four drivers from that team all added together. And that's what you come out with uh, for team standings. And currently, Beatron Racing holds a 41-point lead over Prophecy, Ra- Prophecy Motorsports. Uh, 182 to 141. Line Power is in third at 116. Presidential at 115. Then Bandit at 81. And we mentioned their issues with uh, Toby uh, having some connection problems. Then Sunday Money at 69. Black Acid with a dismal start to the season with 48 points for the team standings. Guys, I'm going to bring you all in here on the team side. You know, Bandit racing, we talked about the issues from Daytona. Not out of this thing by a long shot, but Beatron jumping out to a healthy early lead. Um, as from the team dynamic and the entire season look, you know what what's kind of the the team's morale and thought process going through? I'll, Tommy, I'll start with you. Uh, I think the only words you need to hear is it's Daytona. I mean, it's it's. I hate to use it, but it's almost a, a no-skill track. I mean, you we have guys that we've never raced around before yet. Everybody's still trying to get familiar with each other. So I think Auto Club will really – it won't take one race to balance it out, but I feel like the points will uh, get a little more even and spread out through the entire field after this. I think, I think you're right. And Briley, you know, looking at where Bandit is now and, and looking into the future, which team – we see Beatron with the big, big run out front, but which team, you know, looks to challenge Beatron um, early in this season? Uh, honestly, I think that we are the the guys that are going to challenge them. Especially, I think you'll see it uh, over the next coming uh, races, and we'll be able to catch right back up with them. Um, like you said earlier, you know, uh, Toby wasn't able to stay in the race, so that didn't help us out. Me and Tommy kind of had. We ended up staying split up almost the whole race. I could never really get with them, and then whenever I could get with them, you know, we had two cars against four or three. You know, they was able to stay with each other. It did not help us that we just had those two cars. So they kind of, I guess, got a little bit lucky with that one. But I mean, that's just how those races go, I guess. And um, it's just uh, not uh, not what you're going to see from Bandit racing the rest of the season. That's for sure. 
There you go, folks. Bandit racing on the chase now. Uh, the last piece of A squared that it, you know it's full of statistics and standings, and so you got your driver standings, you got your team standings, but we have a solid rookie of the year pack this year, and our rookies are lined out like this. Jack Mulkey currently holds the rookie of the year standings. Uh, all by himself with a five-point lead over Emma Kruger from Line Power Motorsports. David Wright in third with 30, and Steven Overstadt at 20, 19 points back. Austin Purnell, Matthew Leiter, Daniel Michelle uh, line out the rookie lineup. Guys, uh, you guys aren't rookies anymore. That's no, no secret. Of the rookie pack... What are you thinking? Uh, surprises coming, or you know, rookies gonna be rookies? Briley, I'll go to you first. Um, honestly, it's it's kind of hard to tell with the whole rookie thing, uh, the way that their races are so split up. Uh, I know that we got Aiden on our side, and and he's a rookie, and I honestly don't know how they they got the whole rookie thing set up, but uh. I do know if uh, I, I guess is if Jack is is running full time, he's definitely going to be a guy that's going to stay in there, and he's probably going to be one of the guys to beat. I know he's got a lot of talent, and I know he's coming from the Indy Arc side, so uh, that guy can definitely wheel a race car. That's for sure. Yeah, and and all of the rookies that are on the on the standings will be full time rookies. Aiden is the only one that is not because he is in a part time role, so he will not accrue any rookie points this year okay. so he won't lose his rookie status and and tommy who who's kind of your dark horse rookie that you think could sneak out a win early here in the 2023 season uh i emma kruger honestly because just from what i've seen her do in uh abn races and all of that all that side of uh arcs it's just crazy she has such a huge amount of talent behind the wheel of any race car, so uh, I wouldn't be surprised, but uh, you can't count out Jack Mulkey either with the performance he had at Daytona. He was close, so I'm not sure. One of the, It's going to come down to one of those two. I think you're right. I think Austin Purnell, with his short track background as well, how he's doing in Arcs Extreme is a threat when we get into the short track ranks, maybe when we head to Phoenix here in a week or so. I think he might be one to look out for. Uh a squared going live on Sunday at the Arrow Broadcast Network through Arcs Racing Networks with Carmen Hardy in the booth, uh, Kevin Young joining. Uh, look out for that. Give give that all your attention because it is now time to get down to it. Twelve races, one race down, eleven to go. Um, guys, you guys are both in just the driver pool, not in the owners owner suite yet. You hear this 12-race schedule and then a possibility of changes after 12 races. Does that creep into your mind as, oh, crap? Or is that something that you're like, you know what? I'm not worried about it. I'm going to take it race by race. Uh, um, Tommy, w what's kind of your headspace on that? I mean, it's it's the best of the best. If you get shuffled out, I mean, it's for a reason. So um, it, I know I probably jinxed myself by saying that, but um, it. It's going to happen. There's going to be changes made if, if people like it or not. But um, it's it sometimes it, it might not be pretty, but it, it's going to happen regardless with every team. Hope, hopefully not, but we'll see. 
Yeah, and Briley, you know, it adds the new wrinkle into the A-square fold in that this is the top level of ARC's competition, and it, there's going to be some accountability held at the end of these 12 races. Do you see that affecting uh, multiple teams, or you think some teams kind of stand pat and, and be like, no, these, these are my guys, and we're, we're going to see what happens? How do you see that as we creep towards the 12? How do you see that affecting uh, the league? I think the most important thing for all the drivers is just show up for all the races and finish the races. And that's kind of the most important part. Like I know I, ta I talked with, with Toby whenever we were starting to think about maybe getting a team thing going together and then me running the Xfinity thing, if everything works out right. And he got to draft me and all that stuff. And that's whenever on the Xfinity side, whenever I started talking to, you know, Aiden and letting him do that is, you know, he could be, he was available on Fridays. So as long as you're available on Sundays and can show up for every single race, that's going to be the key to keeping your ride, I think, on Sundays. And as long as you just don't stir up the pod and, you know, make things look bad for your team and all that good stuff, then you should be, you should be okay. But uh, definitely a big possibility through all the other teams. I'm, I don't think that we should ha we'll have that on our side with uh, with Bandit Racing. I think that we got a good solid team. Everybody can show up, uh, but that's going to be the biggest thing for all the rest of the guys is you know uh, just making sure that everybody shows up for the races. Yeah, consistency is key. I think is is a great phrase to throw over a squared right now, especially early in the season. Uh, gonna be great storylines coming forward as we continue through the A squared season. Auto Club Sunday night uh, for A squared, the second round as we get locked and loaded. And we're gonna continue on and we're gonna keep A squared in our minds. But we're gonna go to a little new segment here. We're gonna go green flag, yellow flag, red flag. And now this is gonna work. Green flag means I agree. That keep thinking down that thought process. Yellow flag means I'm I'm there. You know, but. You know, we'll see. And red flags like, no, 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 no. We need to go the other direction. Uh, stop this. Think about it this way. So we're going to start and stay in the A-squared realm uh, with, with both Briley and, and Tommy. Um, Auto Club prediction, There, other than the two stage cautions, there will only be one other caution in the race. Tommy, green, yellow, or red? I'm gonna I'm gonna say yellow flag here. I I mean, the track's so bumpy through the corners. It's 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 gonna be tricky. I would say one caution's a little optimi optimistic side, but um, yeah, it's it's a pretty tricky track. So I'm not sure about one caution. I I could maybe see uh, like a total of maybe four, five, six, but I, I mean, ah I can't see just one. Uh, one at like four cautions overall. I could see maybe uh, five, six, maybe seven. I got you. And Briley, I'm going to switch it a little bit on you, okay? Uh, you got your two stages uh, that will probably, I believe, are going to be around 25 laps, which leaves you a 50 lap run to the finish. Longest green flag run will be 20 laps. Yeah, I guess I'll have to stick kind of with what Reynolds said. I don't know what it is, but. For some reason, their aggression level just goes up to a thousand in these A squared races, especially towards the end. Um, I don't really see it staying completely green all the way to the end at all. Um, hopefully, hopefully it does. That would be nice, but uh, I just don't see it happen. I'll go uh, yellow on that one. All right, all right. Yellow flags all around. 
Boys not showing their cards, not wanting to rock the boat. I, I see how it is. Uh, all right, we're going to jump into the future a little bit here and through the ARCS Ignition program. Okay, and, and you know that's about developing drivers and getting key laps to, to help you know, solidify themselves as A-squared competitors, hopefully in the future. Fast forward 12 races from now. We finish that 12th race. I think two drivers, two full-time drivers will no longer be full-time in A-squared, and two ignition drivers will take their place. That's going through all the teams, all 28 competitors at A-squared. Briley, Green, Green flag, yellow flag, red flag. Two A-squared full-time drivers will be dropped to the ignition ranks after 12 races. I'm actually going to say green flag on this one. That's uh, that's actually, um, it's possible. Um, I think that from what we saw at Daytona, because I, I ran in that race, we thought it might end up being a caution fest, but it wasn't. It was actually, it felt like a better race than what our A-squared race was, honestly. Um, so you might see some guys prove themselves there. And then, uh, I just think that the newer guys coming in in a squared could possibly mess up, you know, and overdo it because there's a lot of pressure on Sundays. So if, if you just overstep those boundaries, mess up, uh, quite a bit of times, uh, um, I don't really want to point out any names but there's already been you know a new guy that's kind of already gotten a penalty and all that good stuff and i i think it's uh, very possible to see you know a couple guys um end up messing up and, and losing their rides and there's a, a good there's a handful of really good guys in that xfinity series that could easily be picked and brought to sundays and do a lot of damage yeah, and, and tommy i'll kind of flip it towards the part-time drivers in the A-squared realm, um, but also in the same with the green, yellow, red here, in that you we have our seven, we have seven part-time drivers rolling through right now. Of those part-times, and, and we're keeping the number at two for two full-time guys that, that could get dropped. Of those seven you see out there, only one will actually be picked up as a full-time driver for one of the seven A-squared teams. Green, yellow, or red on that one, Tommy? I'm going to say yellow here because I, I I know a lot of the guys aren't 100% with the schedule because, that I, of course, that's why they picked part-time, but um, I, I just can't see it happening for a ton of these drivers right now, it, just mainly because they can't make the races. So I'm going to say yellow flag here. Yellow flag, green flag coming from our two A-squared drivers. Hopefully they are not of those two that Briley mentioned going away from the A-squared full-time ranks. Um, we're going to take it into the real world now. And we're real NASCAR's headed out to Auto Club with Xfinity and Cup. And this is the last time they're going to race on the two-mile configuration before they take a two-year hiatus to reconfigure it to a short track. Green flag, yellow flag, red flag on the reconfiguration of Auto Club Speedway out in California. Briley. Uh, I'll give that one a red flag. I think the past couple of years we've had some really good racing there, especially last year. It was amazing with these next-gen cars. Um, it kind of pains me to see them reconfigure that track, I guess. But it's, I guess it's kind of odd to see them... I know that they want to go to a more short track thing and all this good stuff, but there's a million other short tracks out there that's already there uh, waiting, you know, 
to have some racing going on and instead of taking that you know they're going to reconfigure auto club whenever auto club was already putting on some pretty good races the way that they had it you know to to begin with but i don't know i just kind of hate to see it uh Get some red flag on that one. And Tommy, I, I, we know it's happening. Okay, we can't stop it. It's gonna be reconfigured. Green flag, yellow flag, red flag on the prediction that it is it is a cross between a Martinsville, or sorry, a cross between a New Hampshire and a Bristol Bank style track. So long narrow, long straightaways, one mile with high banks at the corners. Um, Green, yellow, red, off that prediction. Red flags at every corner of that racetrack. I mean, I, I, that seems like a outrageous idea to me. But, um, I, I feel like the the runs on the top side are going to be gigantic, and it's going to be a just a, a Bristol with longer straightaways. Um, I've I've seen a couple renders of it, and it does not look good at all. I, I a huge red flag everywhere on that one. Yeah, it seems like red flags are popping up everywhere, but it's coming and it's happening. We're going to have more information as that continues on, especially after this week. I'm sure we'll get some new marketing material out of Auto Club Speedway as it's happening. 2025 will be the first time we get to see that track in action. Um, hopefully, it's a great one. I mean, they did, they did the reconfigure on Atlanta, and it was hands up in the air as to how that was going to do, and it raced well in its first year. We'll see as it gets older if it has the same uh, prowess as the first year or do people still want that old beat-up track coming back. To each their own, I think, is what you say from each of those. And and A-squared and real life head out to California to see their last two-mile bumpy adventure out there at Auto Club Speedway. Uh, Tommy, Briley, we're actually going to cut it off right here after uh, the green, yellow, red segment. We're running a, just a little behind on time, but thank you all for coming out and uh, joining me here on the Inside Arcs podcast. We had Ryan Pinnell and Seth Wansing earlier this week recapping everything happening, and you guys have come on and done an amazing job helping me preview the upcoming races. Uh, Briley, congratulations on your first TNT win, and uh, thank you for coming on Inside Arcs. Yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully this ain't the last time, and hopefully it's not the last time that I get a win in TNT. <laughs> there you go. And, and Tommy, you know, keep that Arcs Endurance program is off to such a great start here early in the 2023 season. I am excited to see what happens uh, with Sebring coming up, and I know it's a shorter race at 12 hours, so you can put more teams out there with the stint differences. But, you know, great job early on in the ARCs endurance season, and, and good luck in the A-squared season as we continue on. But thank you again for coming on Inside ARCs. Yeah, thank you. I'll, uh, hopefully, again, like Bradley said, I hope this isn't the last time. But, uh, yeah, hopefully next time I talk to you, we'll have a win at uh, Sebring or in uh, A-squared. So, uh, yeah, hope hope to have the, your off to a good start here. Thank you, thank you. And, you know, these guys are both two of our A-squared drivers, and we've been doing some driver spotlights here early in 2023. These guys are looking – if you want to hear back from Briley or, or Tommy about what's going on and, and what their backstory is all about, 
throw some comments down there after this show and say like hey we want to hear like where tommy come from like what what's he been up to away from the sim rig and and helping out the arcs programs throughout and same for same for briley you know if you want to hear back from these guys throw some comments down in there i'm always watching and listening we're off to a great start here in 2023 from everyone at arcs who allow us to put on this podcast ryan pinnell all the way down we thank them with all of our hearts and minds and we continue on remember if you want to join us racearcs.com throw the application in right there we'll get you all set up going with the arcs family it's ever expanding ever growing we have something for everyone from dirt short tracks long form series short form series endurance programs we love all styles of racing and we love everyone that loves racing so come on in join us racearcs.com we're gonna lead us out here with a little music but thank you again and share this podcast everywhere you can at all podcast formats Thank you again, and we'll see you next time.